Hi, I'm Casey Hobbs. And I'm Shane Mason. And we're the hosts of Nurse Talk Radio. Please join us for this special edition podcast. The real measure of an individual is not the stock portfolio, the business card, the material possessions, or good looks, but the fight in one to get up off the mat after getting knocked on your ass. Lying down is a position of defeat. Such challenges are motivation to dig deeper into a cognitive reserve. The process of fighting off symptoms, whether cancer, Alzheimer's, ALS, AIDS, autism, heart disease, or any number of vile illnesses is exhausting and yet exhilarating when one succeeds in a forceful fight for clarity. What's it like to lose your mind, to see slices of one's identity slowly drifting away like blow balls? Veteran journalist Greg O'Brien likens the journey in his expanded edition of On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's, with 12 new chapters to a flyby of the dwarf planet Pluto, as seen through the lens of NASA's intrepid spacecraft, New Horizons. On Pluto, an international award winner when initially published in 2014, is the first book written by an investigative reporter embedded inside the mind of Alzheimer's, chronicling the unbroken progression of his disease. Greg is with us today to talk about his journey since being diagnosed with early-onset Alzheimer's in 2009 when he was only 59. Since that time, he's been the subject of major interviews on PBS, Nova, and NPR Radio and has traveled the world sharing his experience. Greg, welcome back to Nurse Talk. So great to have you with us. How you doing, Greg? Doing okay. Thanks for having me on. It's good to hear you again. So I understand with your disease there are, you know, good days and bad days. Is this a good day or a bad day for you? Um, I think every day is a mix of a good day and bad day. And that's the thing about this disease. You, you, you don't know who's going to show up. And um, you keep fighting and fighting because uh, that's what it takes. And, and then sometimes you get so damn tired that you, you kind of want to just give up. I hear you. It it, it it saps every bit of energy that um, that you have. I mean, since last time we talked, and it's a progressive disease. Um, you know, more and more, sixty percent of my short-term memory gone in thirty seconds, and more and more, I don't recognize people I've known all my life. I get lost in familiar places. Uh, I've now had my license taken away because I uh, I've had blackouts. The doctors don't let me drive. And uh, the right side of my body's collapsing. The brain signals aren't going down, and and I have my from my feet to my shins are are numb, and in parts of my hands. And in writing, which is the the love of my life, um, having trouble finding keys sometimes on the keyboard. And people would say, "Well, what's the big deal with that?" Well, if you're a writer, it's a big freaking deal. And um, you know, letters are getting inverted, and and it's just a sign of, of, of what's to come. I've been having trouble seeing, and the hallucinations continue, and I haven't, have been having trouble seeing lately, and uh, went in and um, for a major eye examination, was told now that I'm slowly losing my sight, macular degeneration and glaucoma. Then when I went online to read it, and anyone else can, the researchers now feel that there's a link between eye disease like that, progressive eye disease, macular degeneration and glaucoma and Alzheimer's. So it, sorry for the long answer, but the, 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 the brain is the control panel for the body. And for someone to think that Alzheimer's is just memory loss is, is um, 
in an inaccurate uh, stereotype. So how is it that you keep your faith? How is it that you keep fighting? You said you get so tired sometimes it's just too much to put one foot in front of the other. What makes you keep going? It, it, it's I think it's my faith. And I, I tell people, which is so true, I'm the most imperfect guy. If, if you looked up sinner in the dictionary, it might also say, see also Greg O'Brien. You know, I, I committed just about every sin a man can commit in life other than murder and adultery, and I've been tested in both. So, but, but I have a strong belief in God, and there were two times I either considered or took a step toward taking my life, and the only reason I'm talking about it is we need to be more open about this. And, uh, you know, I'm a mirror into the lives of so many other people uh, with this disease. Um, but uh, and I, now I just forgot what I was going to tell you. But, well, um, whatever you said was great. And I have another question for you, Greg. Your journey has taken you all around the world and you've been the subject of major interviews. What impact do you hope you have on people? It. I, I don't want anyone's pity Okay, um, that's another four-letter word. I, I want them to understand that this is a disease that is going to take out a generation. And they say that in short years to come, there'll be two types of people: those with some form of dementia and those who are caring for someone. And um, I want them to know that you can still fight. You need tools, and the doctors are excellent, and the nurses are excellent, and medication and all that. But, you know, I find also that, you know, you need uh, faith, hope, and humor to fight this demon. Absolutely. And, uh, and and you can to some extent. The great Bugs Bunny once said, don't take life too seriously because nobody gets out alive. So <laughs> while you're here, what this disease has caused me to do is to maybe try to do a little more good on the way out. And part of what I can do is because it's a blessing from God, as we've said before, but the ability to write. So I've chosen to write about this, having lost my mother, my maternal grandfather, my maternal uncle to Alzheimer's. And before my father died, he too was diagnosed with dementia. So what helps? Exercise, uh, the mind and the body, you know, in addition to the medication and trying to get sleep, which is hard to come by and diet. Those are all very, very important. Um, even if you're just resting, if you can't sleep, but also steady uh, exercise of uh, the body and the mind. And, and um, I have trouble, which most uh, do in this disease, at the, toward the end of the day when they call it sundowning, when the sun goes down and it's just more confusing. And that's when I choose to go to the gym and work out. And, uh, and then I try to go right for an hour or two. Greg, what do you think it will take to find a cure for Alzheimer's? Um, I think it's going to be a while. And um, medically, I can't take, I can't take, because I, all I did was cut up a frog in high school, so I, I, <laughs> I don't, I don't all I, as a journalist, you learn to research. Here's what I think it's going to take. It's going to take a critical mass of people, as it always does, putting pressure to raise the money and raise this as a top priority. I think Alzheimer's slash dementia is the number four killer now, pushing up to three. It's expected in near years to come to exceed cancer and, and heart disease. But we just don't want to talk about it, just like we wouldn't talk about cancer 25 years ago or we wouldn't talk about AIDS. It's going to take a critical mass of people saying, yeah, th this is something that um, 
legions and legions of people will be uh, impacted, and we got to find a cure, and we don't have that critical mass yet. You know, what's scary is this disease affects your mind, affects your personality, affects your whole life, everything about yeah. you. I'm agreeing with, I also have cancer, and I'm right. not treating it because we don't have a cure for, for Alzheimer's. And I saw the path that my family members have been on, and I also carry the gene APOE4 and had several head traumas, which might be a good subject for us to talk about a little bit. But it's it's trying again to, um, and, and again, I keep, this is so typical, <laughs> I, I, I go off track a little bit, and I forgot the track I was on, but I'll let you complete my sentences. Yeah, no problem. So you're not treating your prostate cancer because you're no. going to let that take its course. So right. talk a little bit about depression, anger, and sometimes even the desire to commit suicide. I've had um, clinical depression since a boy, so it's in my family. But um, in Alzheimer's, and people don't trust me, go look it up. Uh, Depression is, is heightened, and it's not so much depression about I'm having a bad day, because that can happen too, but as nurses, maybe you could kind of jump in and, and explain to the audience, it, it's a, something isn't secreting in the brain in clinical depression, and it's causing that. It's like pulling someone into a black hole, and I've been honored to get to know um, Susan Snyder Williams, Robin Williams. Widow, oh, yes, yeah. And, um, and we've become friends. You know, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, Robin's depression. And he had a form of dementia. Yes, he did. I believe it was Louis body. Yes. And it just takes you into that black hole. And it's just another thing that you have to fight. And I think the fight part is exhausting. But when I get back to the critical mass, the more support system that you surround yourself with, not for someone to kiss your ass, but we all know that we're in the boat with the same number of people and you don't feel alone. I think that can help you fight things like depression, but there are times when you just feel that it's hopeless. And there was a time I had a cancer, which I write about, um, biopsy, and um, I started bleeding, which can be normal, but then it, something went horribly wrong, and, and I was hemorrhaging for three days. I didn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was my ticket home. In the end, it's all documented in the hospital. You know, the records in the hospital, I had lost close to eight pints of blood. And... You're a nurse, so don't you think people die when they lose five, right? Absolutely. And just wasn't my time. And and again, I think it's important to talk about this because people in depression need to talk because they keep it in. And I was just depressed, and, you know, we face financial hardships, likely bankruptcy, and all of that is, is, is coming, and my body continues to shut down along with my mind, and, and I want to use an F word, and you know what that means. I do. But um, I can't drive it night. I told you, I... Uh, went to uh, a bank and, and talked to, and these are really good people, and I needed a $10,000 bridge loan so I could pay my life insurance policy and stuff like that. And normally I'd walk out with the money and they said, hey, Greg, you know, we really love you, and, but it's, it's not mm-hmm. that easy. We've got to do all this paperwork. And so I just said in the moment, I was really nice. I said, thanks. And I left. And then I was walking home in the rain and because um, I don't drive. And um, I came very close to my state of mind, uh, stepping off the curb into an oncoming headlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Something pulled me back, and I believe that's God saying, it's your time, pal. you got other stuff to do. But, but that's, uh, you know, again, I don't want people to feel sorry because there are millions of people who are feeling just like this. I want people to understand that the stereotype 
of Alzheimer's is not just memory loss and that there are millions of people who can function. The stereotype is not also you're 90 years old in in a nursing home. That's the end stage. But there's the beginning and the middle stage. Yes. I'm probably segwaying between the beginning and and starting to go into the middle. But um, where they're functioning. And um, no one seems to want to get serious about Alzheimer's, I think, until they're at your wake. Absolutely. And because they're comfortable talking about it then, and they do drive-bys. And I was blessed with, and this is a blessing from my parents and from God, with a, a very good IQ. And, and, and I was blessed with, you know, I look good. And um, that's <laughs> not, not anything I did. But people say, oh, Greg, you look so great. And, and it really pisses me off because they're doing a drive-by you know, and they don't know what it takes to fight. And so right now I tell people two things when they say that. I say, well, would you feel better if I urinated on the floor? And uh, (laughs) because that's happened. And then secondly, I tell them when they say you look great, I go, yeah, but guess what? I'm going to look better than you in a coffin. So let's move on from that. So you have to have your sense of humor. And that's part of my book on Pluto. And there are 12 new chapters. And in it, my wife, and three children, Brendan, Colleen, and Connor, all wrote essays about the journey. And uh, being distributed by Viking Penguin, a random house, and it's also uh, on Amazon. Which is fantastic. So you mentioned a little bit about laughter. So talk about how that helps to buoy you in times of, of depression. You know, if you can't laugh at an enemy, and you can't laugh at a situation, the enemy or the situation own you. Indeed. And, um this disease will take me one day, but it ain't going to own me. And um, the minute I let go and and refuse to laugh at it is the minute that I wave the flag. Incredible. So, Greg, in closing, what's the most important message you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, most important message I'd like to share is for people to feel comfortable talking about this. And for anyone who um, is feeling some symptoms, don't be bashful about getting a clinical test. You're better off knowing, and you can live with this for a time. And then I want to totally sing the praises of caregivers, um, anyone who might be listening. And this book is as much about caregivers as it is about the disease. It's the first book written by an investigative reporter embedded inside the mind of Alzheimer's, chronicling the progression of his own disease. You know, it's like anything else. We just need to talk about it. Indeed. Can I say something real quick? I love nurses. My sister's a nurse. Doctors are great, but but the nurses get it done. So I'm I'm just saying. I'm with you, sir. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay, take care. See you. All righty. As New York Times bestselling author said, Alzheimer's messed with the wrong man. We've been talking with author, investigative journalist Greg O'Brien about his best-selling book, Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. For more information about this topic, visit nursetalksite.com. 